0: What's up, everyone? This is Chris, the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast, and I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.
1: The Stroke Daddy is all elite. The Dark Order recruits the least obvious choice. And did we see the greatest wrestling match of ever? We sure did on Friday night when AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan clash in the finals of the IC title tournament. I'm Garrett G Moneyman. He's Chris the Heat Matthews, and joined as always is Carl the Tennessee Jesus Himself, Carl Crossland. Woo! This is episode forty-seven, Backlashed.
2: And I'm Howl Molly. Oh yeah! New WCW SmackDown wrestlers.
0: Hey, hey. What you gonna do, brother? New WWF got for- Dad is a It's only
3: been ten minutes.
1: It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo. Me too. So what's up? I was a little bit better. Hucked up a little, but you know, yes.
0: no one will notice. Yes, That's no, all right. It's all good. It is all good. All good. All good. Welcome, everybody, to the Getting Podcast. Uh, of course, Chris the Heat Matthews, uh, Gary G. Money Mun, the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. We're ready to rock and roll this week. Got a lot of stuff to cover. Some ups, some downs. A lot of downs. Man. <laughs> a lot of downs. A lot of downs this week, man. I... Whew. Oh, but let's get the the formalities out of the way. Then we'll jump into the news. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pod with two Ds. Twitter, Pod with one D because we all know Twitter uh, can't handle two Ds. I think it
1: can't handle two Ds.
0: It can't. And Facebook can't either because you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pod with one D as well. So It's something about these social media sites not being able to handle 2Ds, even though one of them, there's constantly nudity on my timeline anyway, so (laughs) Twitter should be able to handle 2Ds. (laughs) (laughs) And then
2: don't forget uh, Pornhub with three little
0: Ds. Pornhub with three little Ds. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. One of my favorite jokes, uh, Dave Attell would used to say if he was a rapper, his name would be Dickie Smalls. Dickie Smalls. <laughs> Dickie Smalls. <laughs> all right. And if you got any questions, comments, concerns, anything, you can go ahead and email us at askrussellgeddon at gmail.com for all that fun stuff as well. Um, we actually, we really don't plug it very often, but if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, um, it is very much appreciated, no matter what platform you listen to us on. But um, Apple seems to be one of the ones where, the main one where if you're rated and reviewed, uh, five-star reviews, all that fun stuff, you show up more frequently during searches. Um, we really don't plug it. It's not something that we're, too concerned about, I mean, it'd be cool if we got some more ratings and stuff, but we did happen to have a couple last week, and I'm going to go ahead and read those out now, uh, we've got one from, um, Mako, it's M-A-A-A-Triple-H-C-O, um, and they said, what more can you say about a podcast that has wrestling, figure collecting, and awesome segments, you have to listen for yourself to find out why this is heavy in my podcast rotations. Keep up the great work. And that was a five-star review from them. Um, Then we also had Shaddy P, um, who had said that he found found these guys while listening to the chick Foley show. I'm hooked already. Chris and the guys really know their stuff and are super entertaining. Must listen every week. Keep the fig talk coming. So thank you to both of you for those awesome reviews and the five-star ratings. Um, if you can go ahead and either email us um, at the email address askwrgeddon at gmail dot com or shoot us a DM on Twitter or Instagram, one of the two. Um, I'd love to get your guys' information and send you a little um little thank you in the form of a awesome Russellgeddon podcast sticker. Uh, possibly I'm probably, no, no I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all out here. I'm gonna send you guys a Russellgeddon podcast magnet. That's right. We have magnets and we have stickers. I've got a few magnets, very limited. But um, if you guys would like that, please just shoot me a DM or email anything like that, and we will get those sent out to you ASAP. And again, thank you very much. We appreciate that.
1: Definitely appreciate uh, it.
0: Man. Yes, glad to see that we are we're doing something right here. <laughs> uh, what else I got? Oh, the, the quick little blurb here: uh, Fashion Corner, LA. Um, is a seller on Macari. I, recently, I bought a Mill um, uh face mask because, you know, here in North Carolina, Durham County, it is required to wear a mask anytime that you're in public, as I'm sure it is in most other places as well. So I got my mask today, which is pretty awesome. Um, their masks from like $16, to $18, depending on the mask and the amount of fabric that it takes to make the mask. Uh, but they have, like, all different kinds of luchadors, like Rey Mysterio, Mystico, La Parca, of course, Bill mascaras, Dr. Wagner, whole bunch of stuff on there, different colors, schemes, things like that. Uh, so if you need a cool face mask and you're looking for something, definitely check out um, Fashion Corner LA on Mercari. I got this cool little thank you note from their daughter that they that she um, designed a thank you card and sent along a little... um. Friendship bracelet too, which I gave it to my daughter and she absolutely loved it, so she's been rocking that all night. So so pretty awesome. So definitely check them out on Bracari if you get a chance. So So that's that's all I've got for housekeeping. You guys got anything?
2: Nope. Uh, Actually, no,
0: I did. I forgot. Um, Last week I said X Factor consisted of X Pac, D-Lo, Brown, and Albert. It was actually X Pac, just incredible, and Albert. I was thinking of um the lowdown with uh lo and uh um is it Mosh from uh, Headbangers or Tiger all these saying one of the two? I don't remember, but I was thinking of that tag team instead of uh, x Factor. Just want to correct that. But that's it. So let's uh let's get into the news then. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hoaxster's Hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty-five one four You guys want to start with the positive, or do you want to start with the negative? Oof. So uh, let's yeah. start with the positive. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So looks like um, Triple H and Stephanie's oldest daughter has started training. Uh, to be a wrestler. So the biggest thing with that is we all know the Rock's daughter has been at the Performance Center, assigned to a developmental deal. So what do you guys think of the possibility, by possibly at least five years from now, of Triple H and Stephanie's daughter and the Rock's daughter carrying on that legacy of the Rock versus Triple H?
2: I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, I kind of wanted to see Tessa Blanchard and uh, Charlotte Flair, but for <laughs> Triple H and Brock Jr.
0: How cool! How cool would it be if um Triple H's daughter starts an evolution group with like her, Charlotte Flair, and like a couple other um like maybe another uh couple other like up and coming talents, Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I mean, oh, I think it'd be pretty cool still have that <clears throat> going on and it being female because I think, you know, female wrestling is definitely picking up, especially the last few years more than it has oh, been. Oh, definitely.
0: So, so I mean, hands down, WWE has the best females, female roster. Yep. But going right now, like, there's not really the closest one is Impact, and like, they're not even like on the on par with a lot of what WWE is doing they've been a little ahead of the curve but not as much like more so than WWE has but as far as quality matches WWE has definitely been uh
1: but I feel like every company has kind of like the best of the best like like you look at WWE has the best women and then like obviously AEW has the best tag team like it's that's, yeah. that's without question
0: you're going to mm, tell me AEW
1: mm. doesn't have the best tag team? Are we going to argue this right now? Oh.
2: Oh. Oh. Tell me about the rock and roll. Oh, Chris. oh,
0: Gorilla's a destiny. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, Gorilla's a destiny. Um, Up until recent events, I would say the Briscoes, but they're on that list that we're going to get into here in a couple minutes. But, no, uh, I'm just talking about, like, tag team division. <laughs>
1: Like, in general.
0: Oh, tag tag team division, no. Not, like, just
1: best tag team, like, of all time. I'm talking about, like, tag team division.
0: Uh Uh-uh. Best tag team division, Ring of Honor still has AWB. Really? You think so?
3: Okay. I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay.
0: Ring of Honor has put more Mm. focus on their tag team division. Even New Japan. I'd probably probably go New Japan over Ring of Honor, but... New Japan, definitely.
2: I'll put put it to you, like... Put like this: A.W. probably has the most talented uh, tag teams that just hasn't used them to the best of their mm. potential.
0: Mm. I I would agree with that because they they do have teams like um like I think I think they've been kind of making a joke of the butcher and the blade lately because like they're really really yeah, sitting a freaking should. ringside dressed like Popeye like like they're like they're on shore leave or something i was like freaking ridiculous so these guys should be like badasses and they're they're not but so i don't know (sighs) then you got like freaking jungle boy and marco stunt like get rid of marco stunt and just keep jungle boy and luchasaurus together and we're golden on that one
2: yeah but they still got like young Bucks, la yeah
0: um Best friends. Absolutely. So they they do have a lot of tag teams. And I will say they, they probably do have some of the probably the top ranked tag teams in the company. Or probably in the world, honestly, when it comes to tag team wrestling. But they are they are missing a few though.
3: Yeah.
0: <sighs> All right. So that's that. Um, I guess we can get into this. Um, <laughs> you know Twitter don't. has been... Yeah. I, I don't really want to because it's, it's really heartbreaking. Um, Twitter has pretty much been blowing up with the hashtag speaking out. Um, a bunch of female talent and female fans have come forward um, with claims of sexual assault by some of the um, male and female um, wrestlers out there. Uh, most notably on this list was um, Joey Ryan, Marty Scurll, B. Priestley, Jake Hager, David Starr, Tessa Blanchard, Teddy Hart, Will Ospreay, Jordan Devlin, Rich Swan, and Trevor Lee, aka Cameron Grimes. Some of these I'm not surprised on, uh, mainly Joey Ryan, uh, Teddy Hart, and rich swan the surprising one mostly to me is well, like trevor lee and marty Skirl are probably the two biggest surprises out of all of them but it's just it's insane the amount of claims that are coming out this list was probably what like 20 to 30 names long yeah
2: <clears throat> yeah so.
0: I we we. Yeah, have, I didn't have a chance to go through. Yeah, we we absolutely do not condone any of these acts uh, by any talent. Um, I like I said, it is very heartbreaking, and we do applaud the women that have come forward. Um, with the speaking out hashtag. Um, so far to the point where we have um, Garrett and I have removed. Um, of course, our fantasy bookings that we do, our fantasy draft. I had Cameron Grimes, and Garrett had Marty Skrull. We have since replaced them in our fantasy dra- fantasy bookings, so we won't be using them going forward. Um, starting with this week's um, booking. So, <clears throat> as of as of now, we yeah, like, well, not as of now, but you know, we we definitely don't condone any of these any of these claims or. Definitely not supporting any any of the talent that are on this list as of now, until proven. Until these claims are proven false, like that's pretty much the way it is. So. And the biggest thing to come out of this too was a bunch of claims against Jim Cornette and his wife, which are apparently yeah have made a yeah that's weird. <laughs> So so Cornette and his wife. Basically, Cornette made a lot of up-and-coming talent sleep with his wife. I don't know if that's just regulated to male or male and female. But if you've seen pictures of Jim Cornette's wife, (coughs) this is probably the only way that she can sleep with someone that's halfway attractive, like in all honesty, is by Jim Cornette forcing them to do this. Because she... Yeah,
2: on on one of the claims, they were saying that Jim Cornette like would sometimes be in the room, which is kind of weird. Like, I don't know if I could get off with Jim Cornette like a poster of Jim Cornette in a room, much less like Jim Cornette in a room. <laughs> kind of <kinda> gross.
0: <laughs> He's sitting back there telling stories about going through the drive-through and ordering cheeseburgers. Oh man, I just I. Uh, it's all like we joke we, we do joke a lot but I mean it's really nothing to joke about but um I mean with, in light with the amount of shit that Jim Cornette has said over the last probably two months uh, regarding like Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch and you know, like other other people it's just absolutely absolutely ridiculous and I, I for one am not surprised that these um allegations against Cornette have come out. He's from that old school mentality where if you want to get something, then you need to give me something in return. And that was a lot of like talent coming up that a lot of them being brought up like that because you look at Fabulous Moolah and the stuff that she did to a lot of the the female wrestlers that she trained which are a lot of the same same allegations the same aspects or not just taking their money from them, but you know, forcing them to sleep with their husband and all this other stuff. So it, it's definitely something that's run rampant through wrestling for decades. And it, it needs to change. Point Plain and simple, it needs to change. Um, and unfortunately, that's pretty much the only thing that we have for the news are those two little tidbits there. And I'd really hate to leave the news segment on a downer. <sighs> but That's... Just... Unfortunately, that's just the way it is.
1: So, in other news, uh, we actually watched Raw this week. <laughs> I didn't. Well, Carl, <laughs> Carl, doesn't have cable, so it's fine.
2: That's all good. I meant to, really I didn't, I didn't miss meant a whole lot. I it so. yesterday, but then y'all you know, was talking about how bad it was. So I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. <laughs>
0: It wasn't all bad. There was some, were some. Standouts, no, no, no. There were some, some
1: standouts, but there were some, you know, stuff we'll get into that wasn't.
0: Yeah, but uh, we'll talk backlash first. Um, we'll smack down backlash. We'll get into all that um, as we prepare to get in the ring. But we're going to take a uh, quick break here, and then we will jump in the ring with all recaps from last week and all that fun stuff. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
2: What's up, WrestleGeddon Podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone that's www.cratejoy.com searching dates in a box
0: so this week's get in the ring segment is brought to you by the bright rose events dates in a box um, as you heard the little blurb there before We got this up and you know as always i forgot to mention too we're coming to you from the bright rose event studios um aka my basement (laughs) but uh yeah so all right fellas let's uh let's get in the ring Uh, SmackDown. I did not watch SmackDown outside of the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match because that's really the only thing I wanted to watch which was an amazing matchup. Dare I say better than Edge and Randy Orton in my personal opinion. But uh, AJ Styles walked away as your new Intercontinental champion which in all honesty this should have been the main event of the show and not A six-man tag match featuring Heavy Machinery and Strowman taking on Miz, Morrison, and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. But uh, who am I to judge? I'm just a fat guy with a podcast. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah, that was pretty much the only notable stuff from SmackDown. Um, backlash. Backlash wasn't bad. There, there was some stuff in there that was a little iffy, but
2: yeah. I mean, for the overall... it, was, it was it was okay. I mean, it was a a decent pay per view. It wasn't like bad by no means, but I mean, there, there were
0: some matches that was like,
2: eh.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all had our our standouts. I mean, it's a little bit different. Each of us had different standouts, but. Uh, We all pretty much agreed that Edge and Orton, although being billed as the greatest wrestling match ever, was pretty good. Wasn't the greatest, but it was pretty good. I still stand by my statement that you cannot put that match in the same conversation as Steamboat and Savage from WrestleMania 3, but whatever. It's been been a while since I've
2: seen that match. I need to rewatch it.
0: That was a great matchup. Like, Talk about a match that it didn't end with a finish, ended with a freaking roll-up after you know however long that match went on. Like the storytelling and everything, and it just it ended with a roll-up. It was great. All right. So backlash, we saw absolutely no title changes. (laughs) I I really think this is the first pay-per-view in a while that has not had a single title change hands. I think if anything were to change hands, it probably would have been the Raw Tag Team Championships, but we never got a match onto that. Yeah. All right, but uh, We'll run down the results here real quick. Um, when do you guys want to do that? A backlash? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, on the pre-show, because I know I'm the only one that watches the pre-show on here, uh, we had uh, Apollo over Andrade. Was uh pretty solid, wasn't too bad. Uh, then we had first match was Bailey and Sasha over Iconics and Bliss and Cross. I did not watch that match.
0: Um, okay. Uh, that was had... a good match. I like, I like that the women's tag team match. I thought it was pretty good.
1: I mean, I'll I'll tell you my my issue here in a little bit. Anyways. Uh Seamus over Jeff Hardy, which plays to their rivalry. I'm sure they're gonna wrestle at uh the next pay-per-view, which is uh Extreme R- rules. rules. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, Hardy's you know, stream. Anyways. Uh Asuka Naya was fucking terrible. I'm glad I didn't watch it. As I said in oh, our group chat before I went took a shit. Uh <laughs> Braun Strowman retained over Miz and Morrison. Um, McIntyre retained over Lashley uh, via Lana Distraction. Uh, me and Carl were both very aggravated because we wanted Lashley to win. Uh, we had uh, uh, whatever that bullshit shit fucking shit show. Uh, the uh, what was it? The the Viking Prophets. That's it. Yep. I thought we had, something like that.
0: Yep. They should have went with Street Raiders. Street yeah. Raiders, right? And or then, uh, Raiders.
1: We had Orton over <laughs> Edge <laughs> in a, yeah, right. <laughs> and then we had Orton over Edge, which was pretty, really good match. It was a really good match. Definitely a match of the night.
0: Yeah, definitely the hands down match of the night. That yeah. was the that match. That really match should have been. That match was main event caliber. Obviously, with Orton and Edge. So, yeah, there was no other match on there that could have closed that show.
2: Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, that was kind of like the the problem was like two of your title matches. Like like the women's title match. I mean, it was disappointing. It was a disappointing matchup. Like um, Nia Jax was like moving way too slow. She didn't really match up good with Asuka. Uh, and then it ended stupid, like with a count out double count out, like so you can give uh her the win um yeah, and then you had the um um well, I guess it wasn't a triple threat. it was, uh, one, it was on a one 2
0: handicap game. match
2: uh, yeah handicap match,
0: but they she, said it was um, no they threw out the stipulation that there would be no co-champion. So whoever made the yeah. pinfall was the champion. Which you Damn, saw in the they, match
2: if you watched it. Once they once they announced that, though, you kind of was like, well, there's the finish.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they should just made it. They should just know, turned it into a triple threat and just called it a day. Oh. but yeah, They
2: should they should have just been like, well, here's the finish. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it was. As soon as they said, yeah, they're not going to be cooking temperatures. They're like, well, uh, one of them is going to screw over the other one during the pin, and uh, that's how the
0: match is going to end. Yeah, it's is. it's is pretty stupid. But um, going back to Asuka and Naya, that double countout <clears throat> pretty much just set up the events on Monday night, uh, which I think is probably going to end up leading to another match between the two of them at freaking Extreme Rules. And hopefully, it doesn't end with Nia winning the champ, winning the title off of Asuka like Nia like and the thing is like I used to be I was a Nia fan like when she first like debuted with NXT I was like oh she's pretty cool you know she's different you know she's like she's like more of like an awesome Kong type build you know they can build her up to be a monster they called her to the main roster too soon and you can see that now even now still with her ring work like she damn near killed almost killed Kairi Sane two weeks in a row Fucking it, and we're still and we're still putting her in like freaking matches. So it's, just, it's ridiculous. It,
2: yeah, to me they don't they don't really pair up really well. I mean, you could probably get good matches out of her and like someone that can like go a little slower, you know. But this Oscar, she's like high tempo, and it it just doesn't
0: flow well together. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the rivalry that we all want to see that we're not getting because apparently the rumor is that Shayna Baszler isn't getting the push that she was supposed to get due to her appearance because she doesn't have a look that Vince likes, which I don't know and if there's any truth to that at all, but that, that seems to be, you know, rumor and hearsay that's going around now. But that's what we want to see is Asuka and Shayna. We've had so much of that built up. The Elimination Chamber – you had Shayna and Oscar as the final two in that match was what we wanted, and we want a feud between Shayna and Oscar and Oscar, not Naya revolting blob Jacks and Oscar. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I just
1: by the way, so you know why I left the podcast <clears throat> because the cat was like, "Yolo bitch," And this was like, "Leave recording. <laughs> he like legit jumped in my lap hit the phone and hit leave recording I was like you're a fucking dick
0: <laughs> oh that's great
1: mm, you're lucky I like you
0: <clears throat> so yeah Oh, uh-huh. but other than that like that was probably like I think the Street Profits and Biking Raiders thing was much better than Asuka and Naya I mean which doesn't really say a lot until you know, we went all racist stereoty- stereotype with Tazawa. All of a sudden, becoming a ninja because he's Japanese,
3: uh, who
1: your uh. <laughs> and like completely, you know, lost his ability to speak English.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's good shit. That's good shit. good shit. Now let's make him
2: fart. Uh, a question for you: What did y'all think about the? Um... Uh, since we're on the topic, what do you think about the crowd noise on the Edge Orton? I didn't like I didn't
0: it. Either. What did y'all think? Oh, I it was think. it was stupid. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Like I do I really enjoyed them using um older footage or older audio the think introducing Edge and Orton for the match. Like I thought that was like amazingly well done for them to do that. And I, I think yeah. the Think would have would have enjoyed hearing that as well. And in all honesty, if he was yeah. still with us and physically able to, he they probably would have brought him in to do the um introduction for that matchup. But um but I thought that was cool. That was that was probably like the really like standout thing from that matchup for me was was that. The only the only step up to that would have been had uh Tony Shibble doing the introductions, but like, no one's better than the Fink, hands down. Oh, man. But it was a good match. Uh, we saw the return of the punt from Orton. And we it was just all, like, that whole match was just classic. Um, outside of them, you know, hitting other people's finishers, like the stunner and the rock bottom and the pedigree. Um, it was all, like, pretty much, like, classic. Heal Orton, so it was it was great. I, I did enjoy that very much. All right, so uh, this is backlash uh, Monday Night Raw. I we're not going to go through everything from Raw. Um, uh, let's see. Pretty much the big thing was Orton, uh, of course, cutting his opening promo with on Edge. And then uh, Christian coming out to defend Edge and then Orton challenging Christian to an unsanctioned match, uh, which Christian later would accept. And then, you know, after like people like Flair asking him if that's something that he really wanted to do, all this other stuff, Orton, uh, Christian comes out and then Flair comes out trying to make a final plea with him. And as Christian says, no, I got to do this. And Flair low blows him and then Orton punts him in the head and then picks up the win. And that's pretty much how we ended the show was with uh, Christian being taken taken out a stretcher. So <clears throat> that, was, that was pretty much the biggest thing. Um uh, we saw uh Dominic jump Seth Rollins, get his get some shots in on him, which I thought was pretty awesome. I did I did I did see that. I did see that. No, he he um he's a squirrely dude for his size, man. Dude, yeah, he, like, he was yeah. <laughs> yeah, Orton with that clothes on. He he evaded Murphy and Theory. Got some shots in on those two guys as well. It was, he was like in and out, man. Yep. Oh, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. That adds like another dynamic to to the feud between the the two of them. So and you can see like Ray's reaction like the whole time watching it and he's like, Oh my God. And he's like that sigh of relief, and that look of relief on his face after um Dominic was able to get away from the three of them. It was just, it was, it was pretty good. Um, of course, Kevin Owens versus Angel Garza, pretty good match. and um, see more um, tension between Garza and Andrade, um, which caused Lena to walk off and then come back after the match and uh, pretty much scream at the two of them, telling them they need to get their shit together. Um, Bobby at, Bobby Lashley wants a divorce. I want um, a divorce, so hopefully.
1: Because you're a fucking whore bag.
0: <laughs> so hopefully this will lead to less of Lana on TV, but unfortunately that doesn't look like the case as we may be getting a another Natalia heel turn and possibly forming a tag team with Lana. I don't know if that's something I want to see. As much as I love Natty, I definitely don't want to see her teaming with Lana. I thought the team of Natty and Liv was pretty good. Good pairing, but uh, definitely not Natty and Lana. Um, Let's see. We had a whole bunch of segments between R-Truth and Seth Rollins and Lashley and MVP, which were pretty entertaining. Um, First, we got it as a winner-take-all match as uh, Truth agreed to the terms of putting both titles up for grabs. And then later got it changed just to Rollins. McIntyre. I said Rollins earlier, didn't I? Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Got to change to uh, McIntyre defending the WWE title against Lashley and MVP. So of course whoever made the pinfall would be WWE champion. Uh, just the whole dynamic with r truth and McIntyre was freaking hilarious. Oh, I quite enjoyed that. And then I, I do like the pairing of Lashley and MVP. I don't know. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think we've talked about it before.
2: Oh, yeah. I love uh, Lashley and uh, MVP. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Lashley, like, his on his second, you know, comeback um, with a whole lot of Rusev Um But then after he teamed up with MVP, I kind of like him. Uh, as I was telling Garrett, like, I was hoping they put the, the title on him because, to me, he'd be a more interesting character than – McIntyre,
0: I'd probably see that happening, but probably not until SummerSlam. Yeah, so I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep going with Lashley and Drew over the next um, couple pay per views, couple couple months. So, <sighs> which i I do. I Lashley has been more entertaining. Um, like really, it hasn't been this entertaining since he uh, he was paired up with Leo Rush as his mouthpiece, and just that, I think that whole storyline with Lashley and Rusev just kind of killed any type of momentum that he had. But then pairing him with MVP, I think he's kind of starting to get that swing back in his direction. Uh, yeah, and I've
2: always been a big fan of MVP.
0: Like MVP. He's a good
2: talker.
0: MVP's, like, gold on the mic. Like, like, occasionally having him wrestle, you know, tag matches and stuff with Lashley, I think, is fine. But, like, keeping him as a mouthpiece is probably the best idea that they've had. Um, especially as he tries to recruit Apollo Cruz as well, um, who defended the U.S. title against Shelton Benjamin. Um, Apollo picked up the win using the ropes. So can which, we possibly... Which Carl
1: uh, decided he was going to riot afterwards. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm a
0: Shelton Benjamin fan, that hard Shelton Benjamin fan. Oh, I'm a big Shelton Benjamin fan, too. I love Shelton. Shelton is one of the most underrated talents on the WWE roster. Yeah. I honestly, yeah. I think we could get a new nation by putting Shelton and Apollo with Lashley and MVP. I mean, it may not have to be a new nation. It could be something. I mean it different, could be but that would be a good yeah, stable. Along the along the lines of that. But um Yeah. I think we can get a pretty solid stable with the four of them, like you're saying. I'm all for it. If it gets to be Shelton Benjamin on TV every week, I'm good with it. I Really want to talk about the Viking prophets and the Tazawa ninjas. Because that was one of the <laughs> stupidest damn things. Continued from backlash, it's just
1: <laughs> oh yeah. my god, yeah! But we got to see the no return
0: of Big Show, yay! And the crowd goes mild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Big Show. I <laughs> he's he's a great, he's an all rounder. He can he can pretty much put himself in whatever role he needs to do, whether it be, you know, the comedy act where he's, like, impersonating, like, Hulk Hogan or, like, you know, other wrestlers, or you know, he's that big monster heel, or he's, like, the the friendly, you know, jolly green giant-type character. Like, he can he can fill any role. Like Which is funny one thing because big show. He,
1: he's just, <laughs> like, kind of like Jericho in that sense. Like, Jericho can do anything.
0: Yeah. And we had one which of the great why, tag teams, Jerry Show. Is, yeah, I, I
1: was going to say, that's why they were so good together. It is <laughs> really Joe.
0: I love Jarrah Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, So great. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's pretty much raw. Um, we did have Asuka uh, take on Nia Jax in a rematch from Backlash. Um, Nia ended up pushing uh, referee John Cone. Who went to disqualify the match, but Oscar had um, rolled up Nia for a pin, and Cone like slid across and hit like a real quick three count. So, pretty much in uh, retaliation, with a uh, instead of disqualifying her, just the satisfaction of her getting pinned and him counting three was probably enough for him.
2: Was it better than the backlash match?
0: No. <laughs> It's, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> except they, There's an actual pinfall victory and not a double count out. <laughs> but now they're investigating the actions of referee John Cone and Nia Jax for during that matchup. So, but um, actually something that we did that I did leave out of the news I completely forgot about um, AEW ref since we're talking about referees AWF Aubrey talking about how she wouldn't have succeeded in WWE because her referees have no personality. The referee is not a character. They're there,
2: they're there to enforce Hey, the hey, hey! I, I, I Tell, that I Tell that to Little Nate. Tell that to Little Nate. Yeah, Earl Hefner.
0: Earl dear, Hefner. Um,
2: yep. uh, and USWA, we used to have a referee. You know him as Harvey Winkleman. I know Bruno.
0: Uh, Harvey,
2: Harvey Winkleman. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody hated him, but I mean, he was a character.
0: But a lot uh, of so those, for, yeah. A lot of those referees have been written in the storylines. So, like, uh, Charles Robinson, his little Nate, was written into a storyline with Ric Flair, um, where he became Ric Flair's protege and became, you know, little Nate. Same thing, Nick Patrick. You know, was written and was bought out by the NWO and became, you know, the crooked NWO ref. Like I are, mean, it is, is Long the mean, Teddy the storyline ref? Yeah, but yeah, Teddy Long the ref. If the storyline is there for it, I completely understand. But there's nothing involving Aubrey storyline-wise that she needs to have any type of personality or she needs to be more over than the talent that she that she's in the ring with.
2: I mean, it's not about being over, but I mean, like you can't you can't lie. Like you used to get a kick out of like Earl Hefner when he'd like kick people off the ropes and well, that's stuff like that's that.
0: because he was doing his job. He was enforcing the rules. I like and there's other refs that do that too, but like that's that was part of his flair as you know being a referee. So it's not like where AEW is pushing Aubrey as a character to where like I don't know if it's gonna eventually end up with her wrestling or doing something, but. I mean, if it leads to that, that's great. Then I'm all for it. But with her being more over than half the talent she's in the ring with as a referee is just completely ridiculous to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't really – like I probably think I know who she is. Like I watch a lot of AEW, but I don't really know the referee. (laughs) She's
0: the only female ref in AEW. Yeah, with
2: the ponytail? Yeah, with
0: the ponytail. Yeah,
2: I mean, like – before you said something like she wouldn't like have been on my radar. Yeah,
0: so uh, that's that's all it is. is well, I'm sorry. Like I said, the ref should not be more over than half your talent that on your roster. So, but um, yeah, I totally forgot to put that in the news. <laughs> it's just something that she had said on um AEW's like after dark or whatever unscripted podcast thing that they that they do. I I think she's a great referee. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't, I don't need to see her being pushed like a referee. Like, why she? She's got a T-shirt for Christ's
2: sake. She has her
0: own damn officially licensed AEW T-shirt. Like, I don't even remember Earl Hebner having his own damn T-shirt. I still don't like the (laughs) fact that she
2: did that fucking replay review on a damn stadium match. That was.
0: Oh, that, that was more getting Aubrey over. Ah, <laughs> oh, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, so on that note, let's get into something on WWE that's not terrible. Uh, NXT. Uh, a couple of standouts here. We had Imperium defend the tag team titles against Emporium. Which all fucking hilarious. Also known as Brizongo. <laughs> Honestly,
1: uh, the, I was a little upset they didn't put the titles on them,
0: but nah, I it, it was. wasn't it wasn't going to happen, unfortunately. No. Um, but I loved it because they they came out. They should have been introduced as Emporium, and they should have been introduced as Marsupio and Fabio. Yeah, yeah that, I. Agree. That's how they should have been introduced. Uh, uh, what
1: one of them was saying it too? I think it was uh, Tom. It was, um,
0: Tom, Yeah, Tom Phillips. It's like I should have paid her to do that. That would freaking awesome. <laughs> but that she—they she, should have introduced them as that. But Brizongo, I love how they change up their entrance every week, and it's not always the same thing. You uh, know, it's uh, it freaking great. So. when I hear
2: Emporium, though, it always makes me uh, think of Days and Confused. You over at the Emporium. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you ever seen that movie. That's one of my
0: favorites. Uh, well, one day's High school yeah. girls, man. I love them. The older I get, the stay the same age.
2: That, <laughs> that movie has all kinds of quotes, but yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> you got a joint? <laughs> not Be cool if you did.
2: Be a lot weird if you did. <laughs>
0: Oh, such a great movie! Oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey plays like a creepy old dude like so well.
2: <laughs> yeah. <Hey there. laughs>
0: oh man, what so else we had? Um... Oh, speaking of creepy, we had a, a little segment with Velveteen Dream uh, with Dexter Loomis in the background, and he like slips Dream another character drawing of the two of them as NXT Tag Champs, and Dream just basically blows it off and says, "Yo, we're done." Like I returned the favor, we're even, we're square. Dream's a solo act, so I think we're gonna get into probably a feud between Loomis and Dream, which would be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, or they win the tag titles.
0: I don't see that happening though. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be cool either way. Because the way they ended that um the match with Imperium and Brazongo with uh Orkin and um Oni and uh. And Birch coming out, I, I think I think we may finally see um one two get the uh get the shot they deserve. Yeah, but so or, are those fucking big ass um, Indian D or maybe
2: maybe are friend. both right. Maybe are both right and they have like a stipulation yeah. that like if Loomis wins they have to be tag team partners. and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> straight out of straight out of a video game. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that too, but um, I mean, either way, it's going to be interesting because Loomis puts on some pretty good matches um, when he was Samuel Shaw on Impact, and um, we all know Dream can deliver. So either way, a tag team or a singles match, it's going to be pretty awesome. Oh, let's see. We had – um, I forgot to put in here too – a uh, big little uh, to-do over the – NXT Heavyweight Championship with Adam Cole, which involved Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and the Prince Finn Balor. Uh, Basically, what's going to happen is next week, we're getting a triple threat match for the NXT North American title. Keith Lee will be defending against Finn and Gargano. The winner of that match will go on the following week and take on Adam Cole for the NXT Heavyweight Championship in a winner-take-all match. So both titles will be on the line. There you go, Carl. Title versus title. So will this be Keith Lee's crowning achievement, or will Adam Cole become Adam Two Belts? Uh, I mean, is
2: Adam Cole going to the main does roster? It, does it mean that Keith Lee is going to win?
0: What if Finn um, Balor wins? I'm putting my money on Keith Lee. I think he's the man. He's the man to beat Adam Cole. And I think he's the one that going to pull. Honestly,
1: I don't like the single fact of them. I don't like the one of them going to have both belts. Because we either need to get rid of one of them and just have the one belt, or... You know, they
2: have to do what they always
1: do. Oh, you're going to have to wrestle twice and defend both belts. I hate that.
2: You don't have to wrestle twice to defend both belts. You can have <coughs> two belts. Um, I think I want to see Adam Cole on Raw. Um, so, you know, hopefully he loses and they move
0: him up. My only thing, though, is I don't want just Adam Cole. I want all of Undisputed Era. But they'll probably fuck it up. Yeah, so I, no uh, no.
2: I think you can split them up. I mean,
0: man. Yeah, they can be split up, but I'd I'd rather see them all come up at the same time. And then maybe eventually do like the do like a gradual split or something, but just not um I not just break them up them all up. at once. So.
2: You could you could split them up and then you know like you know a couple of years down the line have a reunion you
0: know yeah <clears throat> yeah we could do that too either way uh, since Adam Cole did resign with WWE so he'll be sticking around for a while so that shoots out all those rumors of Adam Cole going to AEW because his girlfriend works there. Fucking well, to be
2: fair, to be fair, like Adam Cole don't have nothing the game by going to AEW. You know what I mean? Like,
0: no, I he doesn't. Like he's the- already like he's already he's already been, you know, in that type of situation with Ring of Honor. So he he was you know top of the mountain with Ring of Honor. I mean, what's he he's going to go to AEW? And like, what's it again? Like Cody's already said, you know, we're not making, you know, making this like all friends wrestling, you know, because he's not going to. To begin with. I mean, but they may have swerved of us and, and hired him anyway. But he's like, I don't want to make it a point to hire all my friends. So, like, re- really, where's, what's left for Adam Cole? Like, if AEW... But realistically, AEW was an option. Like, hands down, Tony Khan would have been like, yeah, we're signing Adam Cole regardless.
2: Yeah, but, and, um, but it's one of the things, too, though. Like, to me, like, WWE... like it, like it's still a top dog, you know what I mean? And yeah. me, Adam Cole, like he's gonna be the top dog eventually. Like I'm, I'm sure he's not Vince's, <clears throat> um, out deal uh, wrestler, but he's Triple H's and Stephanie's. You know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: because if Triple H is more ability driven than character driven, Vince is more character and look you know, Vince still loves those big guys. I don't know why, but that's Vince's ideal wrestler is, you know, the muscle-bound, meathead type type of look. So. I mean, which, honestly, if, honestly, if Cage went to WWE, like, he would have bypassed NXT and went right to the main roster and probably would have been given the WWE Championship right off the bat. Yeah, true. So, I mean, that's kind of what he did in AEW anyway. So... <laughs> But um, but Cage is an exception to the rule because he he looks like a Brock Lesnar, but moves like a Rey Mysterio. So yeah,
2: um,
0: yeah. Speaking of uh, Rey Mysterio and Lucha Libre, um, Escobar Santos uh, came out and had a little promo with uh Joaquin Wild and um. Raul Mendoza, uh, they're interrupted by Drake Maverick, who got a uh, got a lot of shots in on the three of them before uh, getting the phantom uh, driver through a table and being uh, stretched out of the arena. I like where this is going. The, the story arc between the two of them, I think, is fantastic. And honestly, Escobar, who, like... I've been a fan of since Lucha Underground. not trying to sound like a hipster, but he was King Cuerno on Lucha Underground, and he was fantastic. Um, you know, his feuds and stuff with Bill Mascara's and Prince Puma and Phoenix. Just amazing, mean, amazing matchups. You mean Ricochet? Ricochet. <laughs> you know, but um, I'm excited to see where this goes, and I'm Which, excited to where see where Escobar the- goes. Ricochet has been – I don't know where he's been, but I know, last I saw he was tagging with Cedric Alexander. Who I, so also I don't know. Yeah, they haven't been on TV in a while. so I don't know Which, what's up with I that. I think so. that
1: my thought was kind of funny. So, you know how they have all these guys that are like UK guys and they they can't make it to the thing? <clears> to yeah. NXT? How the fuck did Killian Dane make it there?
0: Maybe he's already over here.
1: Yeah, I I don't know.
0: I thought it was kind of weird. I
1: mean, I know he does. He is with Nikki Cross, so I guess. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. I was gonna say you got to keep in mind he's married to Nikki, so I mean, they they probably live in Florida to begin with, because like every fucking WWE star lives in Florida, the majority of them. So, yeah. But um.
1: Well, I mean, it's easier, especially when you're in NXT.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them have like an apartment or something. In, in the Tampa, Orlando area. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I see big things with Escobar. And I think this is going to elevate uh, Mendoza and Wild along with him. But pretty psyched about that. Um, main event time. Women's Tag Team Championships on the line for the second time this week. Bailey and Sasha defending against Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I quite enjoyed this matchup so much.
1: Ugh. So, here's hey. my issue. This is my issue. Okay. I don't have an issue with the match. Not at all. My problem is, is why do the tag team championships have to be on Bailey and Sasha for them to be defended as much as they get defended?
0: Because Bailey and Sasha are the two main draws for majority of the company outside of Charlotte. Yeah, it sucks, but that's the way it is.
2: Becky Lynch had to retire, so you gotta fit on (sighs)
0: somebody. why? Why doesn't WWE have pregnancy clauses in their contracts? Yeah, (laughs) fucking Cornette. Oh man, but it was a great match. Um you look at the talent that was involved here, of course, Tegan Knott's Tegan Knox, the girl with the shiniest wizard, and Shotzi Blackheart freaking love Shotzi. Um Of course Bailey and Sasha did retain, um, and they'll go into Friday night defending against the iconics. Or is that Monday night? It's it's Monday night. Uh, I, Monday I don't night. think okay. I don't
1: know that they're wrestling at all on
0: t- Friday. Okay, so they're going to Monday night to defend against the Iconics, who pretty much um push them into a uh, title match on Raw. So hopefully we'll uh we'll see title change hands because I would much rather have the Iconics as tag team champions over Bailey and Sasha, just because. Peyton Royce's hip swivel entrance looks better with a belt on it. Yes. So I can make the excuse, oh, I'm looking at the belt and her ass. <laughs> oh, And we just had that whole conversation about sexual assault and I'm making jokes about a woman's ass. I apologize. I am a I'm a guy I mean, that's not an excuse. I'm sorry. She does have a nice ass. Male or female, you have to admit, Peyton Royce has a nice ass. I'm I sorry. It's, it's
2: so, alright, though. It's alright though. look at it on TV screen, Chris. I think as long as you don't like, run up and grab it without her permission, you I'll should like, be
0: okay. Like some of those guys mm-hmm. do with Alexa Bliss's ass? Well, I mean, the problem with
1: that is, is you'll get a chair shot from the chairman, so.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't want a chair shot from the chairman. Who is not the real chairman. The real chairman's Laparca. Damn it, and Carl can to a Carl can agree with that one. <laughs> yep. Then again, he is the chairman of WCW, not AEW. But yeah. Okay, so there's that. Um, let's get into. Um, you guys want to get into NWA or AEW next?
2: Uh, I didn't watch either one, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about NWA.
0: Oh, time. That's pretty much more of the, uh, the mayoral candidate videos and stuff like that. Um, Nick Aldis did step down because uh, Danny Davis was um, – or Danny Deals, not Danny Davis. Danny Deals was embezzling money and doing some shady shit around uh, Aldis's campaign. Um, so Aldis stepped down but nominated in place of him representing strictly business, uh, Tim Storm. So we pretty much know who's going to end up winning this a- – election, and it's going to be Tim Storm. Unfortunately. But I am still pulling for Zicky Dice. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: fuck Tim Storm, Zicky Dice, all the way.
0: <laughs> um, I'm voting
1: for Tim Storm. Actually, no, I lied. I'm voting for Joe
3: Josephus.
1: <laughs> he has the greatest videos on the entire show.
0: That is... <laughs> <laughs> he went door to door asking people which was better, VHS or Beta. beta. <laughs>
3: uh, oh, That's freaking great! That is, his
0: rap is awesome. So, I mean, he like if they like if they made like a co mayor like Zicky was trying to get with um with Rosa, it, it should be like. Zicky Dice and Joe Stevens, and I think, it would be perfect
3: <laughs>
0: for vice mayor, vice mayor.
1: <laughs>
0: vice mayor, vice mayor. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be so great. <laughs> but uh that is pretty much all NWA was, was more of the, uh, the candidates for mayor. Uh, but Eli Drake had a fire promo opening up that show this week. Just more amazing, like, straight from the heart, like, tackling some of the, the stuff that's going on now like his point of view and everything just phenomenal uh, just proves more so why Eli Drake is is a superstar. Um, like Eli, Drake. yeah, Eli Drake's awesome. Eli Drake's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he was cool to work with too when we did that uh, Masters of the Ring event which I got Tell the story all the time, but I got stationed at his table. Um so that's pretty much between him and I think TJP was next to him. And yeah. on the other side, I had Billy Gunn and uh Chavo. Yep. Who are wrestling each other <laughs> and they put them at the same table. So <laughs> and then I mean, they had um yeah, then I had Eli Drake and T J P and Victoria, which is awesome because you know Everyone knows I'm a huge Victoria Mark, but um, sitting there talking with uh, Eli Drake was pretty cool. So that definitely, yeah, you know, I, was, I was a fan of his to begin with, but I came out of that event like an even bigger Eli Drake fan. So it was, it was pretty awesome. I will and, be. Uh, I will say
1: honestly, I'm actually wearing my uh, Masters of the Drink shirt. Nice,
0: nice, and so then you got paired up with a Mister. Anderson.
1: And uh and uh and, and Brian Cage, who's gonna be our Brian new Cage. uh AEW. <laughs> he was pretty cool too. He didn't talk a whole lot.
0: Nah, he, he seemed kinda a little little distant though. So. But I think you were all there too with um didn't Francine it? and Shane Douglas, did... Melina. Yeah. James
2: Storm threatened to beat you up here? <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, actually. He he did indeed actually. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you didn't know where his table was,
1: I didn't know where his table was. But you know, it was cool. I was still nice. You know, I'm a relatively <laughs> nice guy. I believe it was just uh he. He's having a bad night
0: because he was fucking late as
3: shit. He, he yeah, was late, I, it's, so not his fault. no fault of his
0: own. Like he literally got there, I think, ten minutes before the main event. Yeah, it was bad, <laughs> and he so he I was, didn't go any type of way the way he felt. Going into that match, he was the current Masters of the Ring Entertainment champion defending against um, Darren Young and Cage. Cage ended up coming out of that event as the new uh, champion and still current champion because they haven't run any additional events uh, since then. But um, yeah, it was pretty fun. But uh, speaking of yeah. Cage, let's get into, uh, let's get into yeah. AEW. <clears throat> Uh, we kicked off the show with Hangman and Omega defending their titles against uh the Natural Nightmares, which was a pretty solid matchup. Uh, of course, Hangman and Omega did retain, and they will go on to uh Fyter Fest to defend their titles against the winners of the main event, the Sex Gods versus Best Friends, which we'll get into that lay as sex well.
1: Gods. It's Lay Sex Gods.
0: Lay Sex Gods. Great. That's what I said. No, you
1: said The Sex Gods. You no, said... I said
0: Lee Sex Gods. It's
1: Lee. It's not Lee. It's
0: late. Whatever, whatever. All right. Um, couple other standouts here. We had two new debuts. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Ricky Starks, the Stroke Daddy, is all elite and made his debut against Cody, um, for the TNT Championship. Um, phenomenal matchup. Probably hands down, like one of the best matches of the night on on AEW. So these two out of three of us are big Ricky Starks fans. So. <laughs> <clears throat> so,
2: yeah, I was wanting to see that match. Uh, I haven't found it <clears throat> anywhere though, so I'm gonna have to
0: watch it. Yeah, it was a great match. Really, really psyched to see Ricky Starks, um, back in a ring and back, you know, on a a platform. We can actually watch him wrestle every week. So, um, I'm, I see big things for uh, Ricky Starks in the in the future. Uh, then we also have
2: as long as he finds his own groove.
0: Yeah, I, I think he'll. I think he'll find a groove. I don't think they're gonna push him under the rug. Um. I mean, it makes sense, you know. He's friends with uh, Sammy Guevara, so I could possibly see maybe Sammy breaking off from the inner circle and probably tagging with Ricky Starks down the road. But uh, not obviously not anywhere in the near future, but at some point down the road, I can see that happening. Uh, let's see what else we got. We also had another debut of the Dollar Store Rosemary. Uh, some chick named Abaddon, who I guess had appeared before on A.W. Dark um, as she had a record of zero and one. Um, really not nothing impressive about her thus far. So, I mean, the, she, look, the look was like the horror type aspect of it was cool. Um, but I really just get like my whole vibe with that is like I love Rosemary. From, you know, Impact Wrestling, if you're not familiar with Rosemary, Mm -hmm. big fan of Rosemary. And all I see with this is like a wannabe, like Rosemary type character.
2: Like a copycat.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, unless she's got something other, some other type move arsenal or something that she hasn't done yet. Uh, Of course, she's only had like two matches and I've only seen one of them, which she had like a pretty, pretty quick match against Ana J. I mean, her finish was a freaking. Anna Jay was on her knees, and she hit a Hurricane Rana head scissor thing and drove Anna Jay's head into the mat. Like that, I don't really think that's a very impactful finisher. That, to me, like maybe ten years ago, yeah, I mean, we... but today, no. Could have been so, a cool uh, setup to a submission, but.
1: So, speaking of women's wrestling, a little pop quiz for you. Do you uh, do you know who the number one contender is for the women's title?
0: Penelope Ford. Who, how
1: how? Huh? How? Penelope Ford how?
0: is fucking terrible. I don't know. I honestly don't know how. I don't know. Yeah. I think they've pretty much they, thrown these yeah, uh
2: decent uh decent match. Ugh. Ugh.
0: I mean, let's be honest. Like, she's not going to beat Sheeta anyway.
2: I hope she does.
0: No, that's not. That's not happening. I don't. I don't think. I think they've thrown these ranking things like out the window. Honestly, because like none of it makes sense anymore. I don't
2: know. I just hope Penelope Ford wins.
0: Yeah. I'm sure
2: you
0: do. We need good looking (laughs) champions. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I'm on AEW's website now, so I'm gonna load up their load up the rankings here and see where
1: I'm sure she's number one. She's wrestled a lot on AEW Dark, so I don't know if that counts. It has to
0: count. It does count. Like any match that
1: they she wrestles like every single week on
2: there.
0: Okay, so let's run down. Actually, the the number one ranked women, the number one contender according to the rankings, should be, um, Nyla Rose. Interesting. And of course, number two is Chris Statlander. Uh, Nyla Rose is six and two. Chris Statlander is four and four. Penelope Ford is four and three. Britt Baker is four and four. And Yuka Sakazai, Sakazaki is one and one. So. Statlander's injured. Britt Baker's injured. Uh, I don't know what's up with Nyla Rose. So obviously, the next best ranked person on here that's not injured or in flux is Penelope Ford. Yep.
1: Hmm. But
0: where's like where's Big Swall and you know some of the other talent that's on here? Like what were they at? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know. So no, I think Big Swall wrestled on AEW Dark this week.
0: If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think she did. But I, I think they're um she's been kind of feuding with Britt Baker a little bit. So I don't know where that's going or how soon Baker's gonna be back in the ring. But yeah. Um so we're talking the AEW rankings. And the number one ranked woman, woman right now for AW is Nyla Rose with a six and two ranking.
2: Oh,
0: Nyla Rose. Yep. Chris Statlander's injured and she was four and four. Penelope Ford's four and three. Britt Baker injured four and four, and Yuka Takazaki, mm-hmm. of course, travel issues one and one.
2: But yeah, I like I like Penelope Ford.
0: Hmm. I mean, I think with time she'll be better. I mean, Trish Stratus was you know the greatest women's wrestler of all time, but she was the problem um, when she first started. So, it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus. That's really seductive. <laughs> But while we're on the subject of rankings, um, the top ranked singles men, men singles wrestler is MJF with six and zero. Who
1: should be the world Lance Archer this week? He wrestled the Uh, Billy 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 Gunn. Did
2: Billy Gunn then he continued
0: into. I think I think he's just being billed as Billy.
2: As Billy, I know. I think like WWE yeah. sent him a cease and assist letter or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean he can he can still be Billy Gunn. He can change it to like one N. like he doesn't have to be Billy Gunn with two ends. Yeah, I mean I don't know how all the legal stuff and, works. And he can change the he can change the the spelling of Billy to I E instead of Y. I know when he was know. in
2: um, when he was in TNA he was like Kip James or something like that.
0: Uh Kip Sop. Oh uh, yeah, Kip James. Because um, him and Jesse, him and uh Jesse
2: James are like the James gang or something. I said the new age
0: outlaw. Uh the they're the uh the voodoo kin mafia. I you know that's one of them. They may have been like the James gang, and then they were like the Voodoo Kin Mafia, which are making fun of Vince. Oh <clears throat> a lot of a lot of weird stuff. Oh, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was um, it was BG James and Kip James, but um, yeah. So freaking like Lance Archer six and one, uh, Brody Lee's five and one, Kenny Omega's four and zero, oh, and Jericho's two and one, and of course, Box is thirteen and zero, oh, and Cody's twelve and one. So it looks like MJF is still feuding with Jungle Boy after the events that happened um, on Dynamite Wednesday night. So. I just I don't get it. So, like the only thing that the only thing here that makes sense in the rankings, of course, is the best friends being nine and three, and they have their tag title shot at Fyter Fest. And then the Natural Nightmares, who just had their had a the tag team title shot, Dynamite were five and zero. Private Party's four and two. The Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson are six and zero, and then the Young Bucks are two and two. And Page and Omega are ranked seven or seven and zero. That's like the women's rankings makes absolutely no sense. Um, With Cage getting that poker chip and that ladder match, you know, catapulting him to the top. Like then Cody's doing his open challenges. So who really is contender for the AEW championship based on rankings?
2: Yeah, I think it was a harder test than what they said when they initially was like, yeah, we're gonna make rankings matter.
0: Wins and losses matter. oh uh, no, they don't. Storyline matters. That's that's the big thing. Um. Uh, speaking of storyline, um, and Dark Order, uh, of course, NJ was defeated by Abaddon. Um, Cole Cabana was at ringside. Um, Dark Order comes out as they're helping. Um, <coughs> Dark Order comes out. They give. Cole Cabana, a contract, apparently, which um has him teaming with Brody Lee next week in a tag team match. But you think they would have recruited the scary horror chick. No, they recruit the good-looking chick dressed as a magician. I like it. Made absolutely no sense. <laughs> what was the point? Oh, dude. I, I just completely don't understand that at all. Think, well, we'll see. Maybe they've got some sort of plan or something. Who knows? Um, some of the best stuff of the night was uh, Britt Baker, um, Tony Schiavone, and uh, Rebel, hmm. or Reba. <laughs> um, basically, uh, Britt Baker was sending notes to Schiavone via clothesline, so she was, like, running it over to him. That's freaking hilarious! And, um, Big Swallow came out, stole the Rolls Royce, dumped uh Burt Baker into a dumpster. Took Rebel an hour to find her. It's <laughs> freaking hilarious! And, like Britt fires Rebel, and Rebel's like, "You mean I'm free?" She's like, "No, no, no, no! You're rehired. Get me out of here!" <laughs> but uh, the stuff with Burt Baker is like absolute genius. Like keeping her around, uh, keeping her on the mic, all that fun stuff. So. Just keeping her relevant. Um, hopefully after she gets healed up her in ring performance and improves.
2: Not that big fan of Burt <clears throat> Breaker. Because you like dental. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's okay, Carl. It's okay. Uh let's see. And then main event was uh Les Sex Gods taking on the Best Friends. Um, Best Friends, of course, picked up the win. Orange Cassidy returned after his beating last week and cleaned house. So we're getting Orange Cassidy and Jericho at Fighter Fest. Oh, God. This was probably... Uh, I I mean, if you watch it, this has been the most impressive Orange Cassidy has been since... Like since he's debuted in AEW, I just have I just have one question: Did
2: he have his hands in his pockets? Yes.
0: No. No. Not at all. No. Not one
1: at all. <clears> the <throat> only thing he did at the end.
0: No, he didn't. He put his jacket back on and he like did his did the thumbs up, yeah. and then uh, Trent and um Chuck, you know, did the little group hug thing. Yeah. But no, he didn't. Like that entire time, he was beaten on Jericho. Yeah, like there was no hands in the pockets. Yeah, he, he was completely to complete serious.
2: Yep. Alright. Yep. Because all I gotta say is that on this match at Fighter <laughs> Fest, if if uh um if Chris Jericho if Orange Cassidy puts his hands in his pocket and Chris Jericho runs and Cassidy like moves out of the way, falls out of the ring, trips him, he does any kind of spell to Orange Cassidy with his uh with his hands in his pockets, I'm gonna demand that Chris
0: Jericho retire. From <laughs> <laughs> I, with, uh, <laughs> with, with what went down at the end of um aw i don't think they're going to go that route yeah i, I think we're going to see a more serious orange cassidy in this match with jericho you know especially you know the beating that they gave him two weeks ago or last week i, I think we're going to see a more uh like a focused and you know a uh, Orange Cassidy that's really gonna try. Yeah, not like I might try. I think he's really gonna try. The,
1: the so. only other thing I want to add is, did you see? You, you saw that uh, Hardy was on commentary, right?
0: Yeah, during during that match as well. Yeah, and, and think... he was like, uh, "Which which Matt Hardy are you? Uh, I'm unkillable, Matt Hardy." Unkillable, <laughs> <laughs> Matt.
1: Yeah, he said, and then he said that he. Uh... He would let uh, Sammy Guevara pick which which Hardy he's going to face at Fighter Fest.
0: Yes, <laughs> so he's got the choice between first version, broken Matt Hardy, unkillable Matt Hardy, and um, uh oh, I I can't remember what the other one was, uh, but it was like what, four different four different not, options.
1: He's not oh it's fucking <clears throat> facts one. That's my favorite.
0: Oh the the elite the elite Matt Hardy. Yeah, there you go. 'Cause he had the uh, the elite headband on. So yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> I think he, I I don't know. I think Sammy's gonna try to go like unkillable Matt Hardy or first version or something, or say he wants all of them. <laughs> like they're gonna like they're gonna go like they're gonna try to the inner circle's gonna go with Sammy Guevara in the saying that he'll take on like Every personality that Matt Hardy has. What what was and the, it'll be like?
2: What was like? Um, when they had the like when him and Jeff Hardy had the like little kid wrestling. What was his name? Like Surge or some shit like it.
0: Oh, uh, the Surge, Matt Hardy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that was uh, that was his name in Omega. Or no, the, what, the promotion what, that him and no,
2: I'm, what was the one where? Remember when they were they had like a. It was like a documentary I seen a while back. It was like him and or was it the Wolverine? It was something crazy.
0: I don't remember. I know he. I know he went by surge like the Surge.
2: I want to say like and, him and um, Jeff Hardy used to have like their own like little kid wrestling, and
0: well, they had um they had their own promotion. It was it was called Omega, and Matt Hardy was um the Surge, uh. Shane Helms was in a tag team called the serial Thrillers I can't remember what uh what jeff Hardy wrestled at wrestled under but I mean, um
2: but yeah, have him come as a as that <sighs> that'd be pretty cool
0: like old school like like jeff Hart, matt Hardy and like the the plaid <laughs> uh that city war in his w w f debut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be great.
2: Hear that or bring back Shannon oh. Moore. That'd be great.
0: Oh, man. I love Shannon Moore. <laughs> I should totally bring him out. They should have, like, Samuel Guevara should pick um version one and then Shannon Moore should accompany Matt Hardy to the ring. <laughs>
3: That's
0: awesome. In the V1, in, like, a V1 style shirt. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Same pants, like dress, like exactly like Matt Hardy. He'd be great. <laughs> oh man, so that that's pretty much that's going to wrap up our get in the ring. Now uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with um, our points of articulation. We got some cool figure news, uh, weekly trivia, which I got this week's trivia question. I don't remember what last week's was again. I actually so. do remember
1: what last week's was. You do man, okay? Worked. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, ma- I didn't make it <laughs> up. I didn't make it up.
0: <laughs> of the I mean,
1: course, we gave the answer away last week.
0: <laughs> uh, then, of course, we've got a week three fantasy bookings. And then uh, Carl. Carl's pick this week for the theme of the week. So, uh, stay tuned and we'll be right back. Yeah,
2: I read about your podcast, um, the Wrestlegetting podcast, and... I wish you guys the best of luck, and i like, if you guys have been going strong, I've been, I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime, you know? I want you guys to have the best of everything, so know that I'm proud, and I'm sending lots of love to you, um, Chris, me, Matthew, Garrett, me,
3: and Tennessee Jesus, Carl, Carl, Carl Crossley, <laughs> sending love to you guys, alright? <laughs>
0: Alright, so let's get into our points of articulation. These are dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. Now, and bring the and WCW, Power Slam wrestlers. Figures yeah, some great stuff rumored. Um, nothing really 100% confirmed. Uh, we're going to start off with... Uh, let's start off with the basics that are uh, rumored to be coming out. We've got... Um, New we'll basic spotted in like some retail ordering systems. Uh, basically, these are coming from a store in Delaware called their Action Figures. Uh, they have posted on their Facebook page uh, some stuff that they're able to order. Uh, we have a basic Ricochet, Rhea Ripley, uh, Becky Lynch, and Umberto Carrillo. So that would be his first figure uh let's see we got a john cena or roman reigns uh i'm not sure what this one is but there's it looks like it says reigns and Balor, so i don't know if that's like a a battle pack or something Uh, um i've got a battle pack with sasha banks and alexa bliss the rock and triple h and a new reckon feature play set um some other new basics include a basic fiend Adam Cole, Braun Strowman, Big E, um, a debut figure for Tegan Knox. Super excited about that one. Uh, I don't know what TP action is, but this is Braun Strowman. I'm assuming this one's The Rock. So it just has the on there. Uh, battle Packs, Undertaker, Jeff Hardy. That one actually should be pretty cool. Uh, CNN Orton and Bailey and Charlotte. And then we had some elites, rumored elites for new elites for Alexa Bliss. Uh, Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford, Bianca Belair, the British Bulldog, John Morrison, Keith Lee, a new Stone Cold Steve Austin. And one that is super puzzling as to why they would even get an elite action figure to begin with is Gronk. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I don't see that one happening since Gronk is no longer under contract with WWE. But the fact that they would put that on a fast track to get an elite figure just completely blows my mind when he hasn't done shit besides jump on a bunch of guys that he was scared to do to begin with, and it took a 70-year-old Vince McMahon to show him it was safe and then win a pretty much joke of a title belt. All right. I don't understand what Mattel's thinking as it took him forever to get his Viking Raiders and they're going to fast-track a Gronk into production. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. But but that's our points of articulation. So, um, yeah. One thing I do, one thing I want to tell you guys about, though, too, is uh, NECA Toys revealed one of their... um, was supposed to have been a Comic Con exclusive. They're doing a Richard Simmons figure.
2: Sweating to the oldies.
0: Sweating to the oldies. Richard Simmons. The figure looks freaking awesome. <laughs> it's right up there with the Bob Ross that they did. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so great. So I saw that and I was like, yeah, I saw these guys about that. I can put that on the podcast. So. Um, but yeah, so that's that. That's our uh, points of articulation. Really, nothing cool. Well, there's a lot of cool stuff. So I'm excited to see what type of what ring attire Bianca Belair is going to have. I'm hoping it's the uh, the Black History one, which was just a phenomenal attire that she had. Uh, too early for them to do the Black Lives Matter. Keith Lee, um, Austin. I I don't know which ring attire they would do for Austin or what what even era they're looking at for Austin so many different options for Alexa bliss and I'm sure Ford and Dawkins would probably be like they're all red uh ring attire all right so that's that points of articulation let's do uh let's do a weekly trivia so uh g money what was uh last week's trivia question it
1: was uh the backlash question. It was uh Vince and uh Shane McMahon versus uh Shawn Michaels and uh you had to know his uh tag team partner. Oh yeah. Michael's like, tag team partner. Wasn't it like two thousand six or something like that? Yeah. Yeah yeah. And uh the answer is uh is God because, you know, he believed in God, so uh uh that was
0: his uh tag team predator. So if you knew that answer, you can give yourself that good old-fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back, because you are correct. One of the uh, wonderful ideas from an amazing creative team. Let's have Shawn Michaels team up with God to take on Vincent Shane McMahon.
2: And we all went to hell out Genius.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. So um, this week's trivia question. Is going to be a tough one if you uh, if you think about it, because there could be there's so many answers that may pop into your head, but only one is correct, and you'll be so far off that you will be amazed by what the answer is. <clears throat> so that question is: Who is the only wrestler to have three consecutive pinfall victories over Hulk Hogan? I've asked this question to quite a few knowledgeable wrestling fans, and uh, none of them were able to guess what the answer was. So um, if you think you know, you can go ahead and email us at askwrestlegun at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, episode 47, trivia answer, or you can post it on any social media post promoting this week's episode. And good luck. Now, you may end up having to Google this one.
2: If your guess is lucky, man, you're wrong.
3: wrong. I shot my
0: man. Man, this this one's a tough one. All right. So, as trivia, Garrett, you ready for uh week three of our uh, fantasy bookings? Oh yeah, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Who? What, did you go first last week or did I go first?
1: Uh, I think yeah, I did. I, think, I thought I did.
0: <laughs> I don't fucking. I remember. think you went first the first week. Yeah, I went first last week. It's true. Your... Okay, whatever.
1: I, I don't really have any promos and stuff because well, I got, <laughs> got good me. Uh. You know, I don't have this fucking what Chris has. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, my first match tonight <clears throat> is a last chance uh, elimination chamber qualifier. Basically, whoever wins this match will get added into the actual last match, which is later in <clears throat> the night. Uh, and the match is the Velveteen Dream versus Roger Strong versus Sheamus versus Mustafa Ali. And... Strong picks up a win with a backbreaker. That's right. Nice. Yeah. Roddy
0: Strong, the The Messiah of the backbreaker.
1: The Messiah of the backbreaker.
0: Indeed, indeed. All right. So, if you remember correctly, last week we ended the show at the Hardy Compound. Uh, This week, we opened the show at the Hardy Compound where Matt Hardy has the Fiend wrapped up in a chain in the middle of a ring, or Matt's standing over him with a smile. Fiend starts to laugh as the compound lights flicker and eventually go out. Lights come back on, the Fiend is gone, and a pile of chains are left in his place. Hardy, with a smile on his face, looks up and shouts, Wonderful! <clears throat> yes. And my opening match is a six-woman tag match. Uh, which is the team of Molina, Mercedes Martinez, and Mia Yim taking on the team of Oscar. Oscar. Jesus.
2: <laughs> What's he doing there? Damn
0: it. <clears throat> Man, men on a mission are like sinking their way into my, my program here. That's the first club I've had all night, eh? and I've been drinking. So we're on a, we're on a good note here. So, so it's the team of Oscar, Ember Moon, and Sheeta. Uh, Melina pins after hitting the sunset split.
2: Mm. Decisions, decisions. Um, give me, I'm going to take curse on this one. All right. <clears throat> Chris. All right. So, uh,
1: a little bit from last week, from where we had uh, um, Shelton Benjamin versus Sammy Guevara. So, this week we have Moose versus Tyler Breeze, uh, which the match uh, ends up going to a DQ when Sammy gets involved in the match. Uh, the two teams brawl back and forth. The ref breaks up. The refs end up breaking up the scuffle, and it is announced two teams will face each other at the pay-per-view for the titles. That was it. All right That was it? Yeah, that's it.
3: Yeah,
1: okay. I know Carl didn't like that finish, so I already know I lost. It's all, right.
0: <laughs> all right. So next up, I've got a singles match between Luchasaurus and Angel Garza. Uh, Ludiosaurus picks up the win after hitting a choke slam on Garza.
2: Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Garrett setting up the storyline.
3: Oh man! <clears throat>
1: wow, look at that! I'm shocked.
2: You like you not know, like my story? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, my match three is the last person in the women's elimination chamber, which sees Becky Lynch versus Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair. And shockingly, Dakota Kai rolls up Becky from behind as she has the disarmor on Belair for the win. Hmm.
3: Nice.
0: Nice. My, uh... Next up, I've got a uh, promo from Eli Drake, uh, who verbally attacks Styles and says that backlash. He's going to show him why he's better than him, and that's just a fact of life. And then I've got a singles match, pitting Zicky Dice against Orange Cassidy. Zicky Dice picks up the win after a low blow and a roll-up. Low blow and a roll-up. Low blow and a roll-up.
2: Mm. <laughs> hmm. One of the things you know my thoughts on Orange Cassidy, but then you also know my thoughts on Becky Lynch. <laughs> Love her. Uh, so is Becky Lynch not gonna be in your? life, oh,
1: she is not.
2: What the fuck, man? Does uh Orange Cassidy put his hands in his pockets at any time during this time? <clears throat>
0: His his hands are in his pockets like the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you lost. <laughs> That's why Zicky got the low blow and the the roll up. <laughs> he
2: he got the, <laughs> the, the, roll the low blow.
0: The low blow and the roll up.
2: And hit the low put his hands in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have said that, then I probably would have picked you. If you were like, "Well, damn, fucking wrestle," like, Orange <laughs> Cassidy puts his hands in his pocket. Fucking Zicky Dice low blows him. Match ends.
3: Oh,
0: maybe that could be Cassidy's gimmick now. <laughs> Gets nutshotted every time he puts his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alright, uh, my match four
1: is uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, winner faces Hangman Adam Page at the pay-per-view for the Intercontinental title. And Tommaso Ciampa hits the fairytale ending to pick up the win.
0: All right. My next match, I've got Miss Jacqueline, Miss Texas, taking on Nikki Cross. And uh Jacqueline picks up the win after hitting a DDT. I'm
2: gonna go with Chris on this one.
0: All right. <laughs> that was that was a given. <laughs> you know, Carl loves himself so Miss Miss Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does.
1: All right, my match <laughs> five is uh four of the women in the Elimination Chamber uh, fighting for the final entry so there'll be the sixth person inside the chamber which sees Rhea Ripley versus Natalia versus Lita versus Allison Kay and Rhea Ripley hits the Riptide on Lita for the win
0: nice All right. um, the next match is a tag team match between Fish and O'Reilly, representing the Undisputed Era, taking on Myers and Cardona. Mm. Uh, Fish and O'Reilly pick up the win after hitting Chasing the Dragon on Cardona. After mm. the match, we get a promo from Fish and O'Reilly, running down the Good Brothers, Gallus and Anderson. Anderson and Gallus hit the ring, and a brawl ensues. Eventually the two teams are split up by officials.
2: <coughs> Noah for the uh redheads, um Garrett. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chris on this
3: one. Oh Lord.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. All right, so As I stated earlier in the match, Roddy Strong got added into this uh, triple threat. So it's now a triple threat. So it's uh, Cody Rhodes versus Cesaro versus Roddy Strong. And Rhodes hits Crossroads on Cesaro, but Strong throws Cody out to pick up the win.
0: So Strong wrestled twice?
1: Strong wrestles twice in one night to become the laughing trick yeah. in my elimination chamber. Nice. portion. Right.
0: <laughs> so my next match is a singles match. Uh, pitting Kishida against Isaiah Swerve Scott. And of course Kishida picks up the win with the hoverboard lock.
2: <clears throat> I'm going to go with uh, Garrett on this one. All right.
3: All right. All right.
1: So, uh, my last match of the night is also, uh, for the last entry in the Leather Nation Chamber, but it is the men's side. And it, uh, it's, uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins versus Kota Ibushi who is replacing, uh, nice. Marty Skrull, obviously. And, uh, Believe it or not, Carl, Kenny Omega mm-hmm. hits a V trigger on Rollins to pick up the win.
2: Wow. Yeah. This is a, like a fatal four way or like a tag team type thing? 4-way. Fatal
1: four so, way. So Kenny Omega will be the sixth entry into the chamber. They'll so be the last person in.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right, main event of RAW is for the number one contender for the WWE Championship, <clears throat> which is a triple threat match between the debuting Naito, taking on Adam Cole and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Adam Cole picks up the win after hitting the last shot on Naito, so Adam Cole will go to Backlash for the and face Finn Balor for the WWE Championship.
2: Man, y'all make it so fucking tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking resigning after this month. <laughs>
3: oh
2: man. It's like you know, I would love Adam Cole. You know, but getting the, the victory over, you know, my and Randy Savage, which is one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> Yeah, we had the the fatal four way. Oh man. Uh let me I'm gonna take Garrett on this one.
3: Oof. Oof. Ooh. Oh.
1: <clears throat> I felt some type of way about that. Oh, <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. All right. Where does that put us, Garrett? That
1: puts me at four to three.
0: Four to three. Oh. So you are rolling are we two to one or one to two? It's two to one you. Okay. So you have two, I have
1: one. So if I have to win the <coughs> so you view, have you to win to the pay-per-view.
0: Win the pay view to tie.
1: So the one thing I was gonna ask you about, um, and we, we talk about later. Um, if we tie do you want us both to be able to change somebody or do you just not want to change anybody at all?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't, we'll have to figure it out. But... I was just thinking about it. Yeah, we'll figure that out off, off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to say, if y'all tie, y'all have to touch dicks to, to for two seconds.
3: <laughs> oh, man.
1: It's going to be a little hard. We have to social distance, Carl. Oh,
3: yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: Oh, man. All right. On that note, I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 47 of the (laughs) Russell Gannon podcast. Uh, Be sure to follow us on social media. Again, Russell Gannon pod with two D's on Instagram, Russell Gannon pod with one D on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash pod with 1D. Email us at AskWrestleGetting at gmail.com. And be sure to follow our friends at The Chick Pulley Show on Twitter, um, Run in Pod on Twitter and other social media, uh, Wrestling with Reality Podcast. Um, and of course, the Russell Hub Network on YouTube. All great shows. Definitely check them out. Um, especially, um, Run in Podcast is doing a giveaway. For the brand new Elite Fiend figure, uh, just go ahead to their Apple podcast page and leave a review, uh, five-star review, uh, screenshot, tag them on Twitter to be entered into that drawing. Super cool of them to do that. I mean, pretty awesome that Fiend right now is probably the hottest Elite figure that's out, uh, still on back order through Ringside Collectibles. Most other places, you probably aren't going to find it for another couple months. So, yeah, definitely, if you want a chance to get your hand on a fiend figure, definitely leave them a five-star review and screenshot them. Screenshot it and tag them um, on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. So, we're going to leave you this week with the theme of the week, and it's Carl's Pick. Carl, what you got?
2: I'm gonna go with one of the greatest uh, entrances in wrestling history with this one. Man, Jeff Jarrett. Like, no, when I say it, you're gonna be like, what the <laughs> hell, bro? I'm gonna go with AJ Styles.
1: I am. You oh,
0: are we get that. We get I'm, that impact theme? Oh, my yeah. goodness, <laughs> great. Woo! You know, honestly, last week I almost picked Christian's theme from DNA. From so so close between the two. Of them. Awesome. I can do that. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all. That is, that's it for us. Uh, we are hitting our two-hour record mark on the Anchor app before we get cut off and told to get the hell out of here. So, um, on behalf of myself, Chris, the Heat, Matthews, Garrett, G-Money, Mud, the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland, thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in next week for episode 48 We'll talk to you then. Later, Marks. June 21st, NWO taking over.
3: Woo!